might get loud. It might light a fire within you. It's all hands on deck. Now, for your listening pleasure, 94.9 News Now presents Mean Chet Martin, the Long Island redneck Brian Bro, and fearless C.V. Burton. This is Freedom on Deck. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Freedom on Deck on 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. Mean Chet Martin here with you. Along my side, the trustee, and he's been missing for a little while here. I'm so stoked right now. The Long Island <laughs> Redneck, Brian Bro out of, out of New Hampshire. Ah, Brian. I'm back, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, it's been a long time. Should have left you. Left it, you without a dope beat to step to. <laughs> <laughs> and the fearless one himself, Mr. C.V. Burton. Hello. Welcome back, Brian. Bri- Thank you, sir. Thank you. Brian, everybody <laughs> was wondering if um you were arrested and uh, put away with the January 6th crew over in Washington, D.C. But that didn't happen. That didn't happen. <laughs> I, I, I moved to New Hampshire. I, I, I was soaking in all this freedom. I just I couldn't I couldn't tear myself away. I know, man. I, I'm jealous of you, man, because that's like live free country over there. And, you know, you don't have to jump through hurdles to get a handgun or anything over there. It, it's like beautiful. But. I mean, you're in a beautiful area. This this island is getting a little old, to tell you the truth. I got to tell you that. One. Yeah, no, it's been it's been a blessing, I, dude. I pack every day, bro. Uh, I bet I, I got I got my sig on my side every day. Uh, good old Chris Cavallaro uh, turned me on to Sig Sour. Good old guest from back in the day. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah, Chris. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So actually, actually, um, the on the fifteenth, I'm going taking uh taking the class over at Sig Academy. So that's uh that's gonna be fun. Oh and yeah, man! I pack every day, and my and my and my boss, the company I work for, they're like, yeah, right. <laughs> go right ahead. Well, that's what's <laughs> up, man. So we got Brian on his first Saturday show here, and we have some really great guests coming up. Tom Dewey's president of the American Policy Center, Mike France, Connecticut State Rep of the Forty Second, running against Joe Courtney. Well, guys, there's a lot to talk about, especially with all the elections, and we'll get to all that right now, but. Um, I wanted to talk about this a little bit with you guys. Speaking at a, a news conference in West Palm Beach, the governor of Florida unveiled the Office of Election Crimes and Security. It's coming a few months after DeSantis signed a law tightening security around the mail-in ballots. And it's, uh, it's looking like a very good thing that maybe could sweep nationwide. There were a few videos that came out, um, and this is through, to be fair, Brian, this is through TikTok, but it showed uh, people going into the voting polls in New Jersey, voting illegally. Uh, the Democrats ro- running these polls are allowing that to happen. Non-citizens voting. So Ron DeSantis has it right on the is hitting it right on the head here because they can still cheat. Yes, we had a big night on Wednesday. We got some really great people were elected, but we still have to worry about what the dirty Democrats are going to do. And we still have to make sure that we fix the problem that hasn't been fixed. Oh, absolutely. You know, one of the things that um, that I saw was besides that, did you did you see the report where they were actually it was an it was a, it was an honest mistake, but they ran the ballots twice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's yeah, like yeah. it's like, didn't we hear that? Um, uh, where where did we hear that from? Oh, yeah, that's right. November 3rd, 2020. Um, you know, it, it, nothing has changed with the Democrats. They're go- they are going to cheat at all 
cost. They don't care what it takes. They are going to get their people in place. So, you know, when when you have a leader like DeSantis come through and say, hey, no, we're going to we're going to put a bill forth, you know, that is going to take care of this. You know, none. I'm sorry, this this the absentee ballots. You need to have laws that say the absentee ballots must be in by noon on Election Day. Simple as that. Yeah, simple as that. It should be simple that CV uh, Ron DeSantis, great guy. I mean, he's definitely cushioning himself for a big run. Who knows what that's going to be? But um, at least he's standing up for something. It's a great move. Yeah, I think Trump should pick him as his running mate in 24. I mean, unless he's re- even if he's reinstated before that, he should pick DeSantis as his running mate. And uh They've been cheating for years. We all know that. Ever since computers were introduced, I knew there was something wrong. You know? And now in New Jersey, they're trying to steal it away. They're trying to steal the governorship in New Jersey. They're still counting, I think. And uh, and then we got uh, Mike, the Archangel Lindell, who's going to go to the Supreme Court on November 23rd. Who knows what's going to happen there? We Well, they did, I think with uh, New Jersey, what we do know is they did cheat. I mean, all right, that's already been proven. The, the problem here is, you know, Brian, we're going to have a bigger election coming up, obviously, and CV says when when this is turned around. I, I, I don't know that's going to happen, but if it doesn't, we still have to run an election come 2024, and of course next year there's uh, there's big elections coming up. And, you know, it doesn't look like we've, tackled any of those issues i don't hear him talking about it enough like with what desantis is doing here to try to straighten some things out that's great but if they're going to still use the same balloting the same way uh the democrats are going to cheat oh they're gonna <laughs> the demo the democrats are going to cheat whether, than they, whether than they normally could yes uh, yeah but, yeah whether you know. laws are not the democrats are gonna cheat yeah. well i mean look um, I think this is opening up Americans' eyes. If 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 they're cheating, if their fraud, if their dishonesty is waking up Americans to what's going on, and you're seeing results like this past week, um, then then that's a good thing. That's a good thing. They're shooting themselves in the foot. Now I think that eventually this is all going to come to a head. You know what I mean? It's it's got to. It it just has to happen. Um, You can't have what happened in 2020 and what happened this week with with Murphy, you know, in New Jersey. You just can't have that happen. Um, People are going to have to stand up and lawmakers are going to have to protect the voter. You know, CV, aside from all that, and of course, um, it is a worry, but the American people took a stand. They showed that. What the Biden administration has done is not being supported. Uh, what, what I'm shocked about, the Biden administration says they want to give a bunch of illegals a, a lot of money. Uh, the ones that were detained by Trump and separated, which we, we discussed that last week, that's political. And he's still pushing this agenda. I don't think the Democrats learned anything here. Do you think they're going to shoot themselves so bad in the foot that it'll make it just a little bit easy for us the next time around? You think the Democrats got to shoot them in the foot by by having committed a lot of fraud in this past election? You mean? Well, what I mean is their uh, their platform is something Americans oh, yeah. obviously don't oh, want. Yes, I see what you mean now. Yeah, yeah, their their platform is 
is so ridiculous. I mean, you could see what happened the other night on uh, on Tuesday. Uh, they committed so much fraud, and we still blew them out of the water. I know. You know? I know. The people were really, really fired up. I wanted, a, I want a uh, an audit of uh, Virginia and New Jersey and and every place that that uh, where elections took place on on Tuesday. There should be an audit because we want to see how much they tried to take it, even though they couldn't. And I love what DeSantis said when he said, "Let let somebody try it. Let somebody try to commit fraud, and we'll make such an example out of them." that nobody will ever do it again after that. Yeah, Brian, um, you know, DeSantis taking this hard-nosed approach to this obviously is a showing to the rest of the GOP that they better take a look at it too, regardless of whether they're in Virginia, whether they're in Jersey, whether they're in New York, New Hampshire, California. We all know that they're willing to cheat, and that, and by all means, in a necessary cheat, to beat Trump the last time around. And I think that's kind of what DeSantis is saying here. He's like, look, guys, you know, we got we won here, but they're still cheating. So we have to do more. Well, I think the only way that you could do more is to create a bill in the state and have the penalty be death. That's the only way that you're going to be. I mean, if you're going to die to cheat, well, I mean, then <laughs> then you're really, really, really um, about the cause. But I think that's the only because, you know, if, if you cheat and you steal an election from the people of the United States, especially when it comes to the presidency, yeah. that's major. And that should be a death sentence. Well, there are there are dead people voting. Um, we know that on uh, the dead people that vote usually vote for Democrat. So that is happening. But I get what you're saying. You know, the the point is, I think he did something good here. I think everybody else needs to step up and do the same. It has to become a movement more so than anything else to make sure. And the, and the Democrats will keep saying, oh, this is fake news. This is poppycock. But don't worry about what they're saying. They, they constantly lie anyway. Let them lie. Let them lie with fleas while we get ready and we take America back. That's the biggest thing that we got going for us. Listen, we're going to come back. This is a story turned on to me by C.V. Burton, Marjorie Taylor Greene, visiting Patriot prisoners from January 6th, and it's pretty bad. They're living in their own squalor, folks. Come back to Freedom on Deck 94.9 News now. It's stimulating talk. Deck 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. Tom Dewey's coming up right after this. And we'll be uh, getting a little more into the elections. That's obviously the theme of the show today, by and large. Rep Marjorie Taylor Greene. We all know Rocky went out and had a nice little event in Connecticut with Miss Green, And it was a good showing. There were only good things. Lee Elsie was there as well. And a lot of the other fans of Freedom on Deck, of Rocky, of Lee... We're all there having a good time. It was a great turnout. But on Thursday, she visited the D.C. jail and reported that detainees charged in connection with the Capitol riot were suffering greatly. The Georgia Republican 
said her visiting the detainees in the Patriot Wing of the D.C. Central Treatment Facility was like walking into a prisoner war camp and seeing men whose eyes can't believe someone had made it to see them. Miss Green said they have virtually no medical care, very poor food quality, and are being put through the uh, re-education, which most of them are rejecting. She said the detainees have felt forgotten and hopeless, and she was greeted by men with overwhelming cheers who rushed out to meet her, with tears streaming down their faces. The lawmaker is planning to release a report about the visit. She, she is committed to bringing an end to this political war. Brian, she also said that these fine men were living in their own squalor, that this is basically a re-education camp. Um, and, um, you really can't get in to see them. She was lucky enough to do that. And I'm glad she did. And there were some images shown. This is just unreal, man. We've got, we've got sitting officials that call concerned parents terrorists. And we have patriots locked up in Washington because of their patriotism and show on January 6th. This is not cool. And it's only getting worse with this dingbat in office and the and the Democrats going after the American people. Well, welcome to communist America. This is communist America, ladies and gentlemen. I I don't know Mm -hmm. any other way to say it. That's what it is. You know, listen, there was a time where if somebody committed a crime, you had the right to a speedy trial. Where is their right to speedy trial? And where is their right to, to, to posting bail? They've been held this long. They didn't they didn't kill anyone. No. They didn't commit murder. The only person that killed somebody that day was a DC scumbag police officer who killed an unarmed woman. Okay, that's the only thing that happened that was murder. Okay. But that got swept under the rug too. So these 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 men, all they did was break into if that's what you're going to charge them with, they they broke an entering into a into a federal building, that's, and even that's questionable. Oh, it's more than questionable. I mean, CV they had the velvet rope. These guys, you know, they went to an open. In my opinion, they went to an open building. Yeah, you know the situation. It's very heart wrenching. What uh, Mar- uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene said this morning yep. when I, I heard her on an interview. Uh, the way she described the conditions in there, it was it was like it crystallizes the dire situation that we are in. Yep. And these people, they they trespassed because the FBI set them up. It's a proven fact. But they had no weapons. They committed no violence. There was no violence on that day. There was no riot at all. I know. And show me the video where, where, there, where they could show any violence whatsoever. And uh, it's a false flag created by the FBI. The Republicans on the Hill, the other Republicans on the Hill, I should say, because there are a couple that are doing something. But most of the Republicans are doing nothing about this at all. I know. And our Constitution is effectively dead in this country. It has looked that way, Brian. It's certainly battered and bruised. And as you see, they like to put some really questionable people into positions of power. Thank God Merrick Garland was never put into the Supreme Court. We see now that his son-in-law started with the critical race theory, basically the curriculum that they're trying to cram down the throats of the American people. And uh, when when we looked a little further into it, they're teaching some of the, uh, I don't know if you want to say the wording and the 
maybe the lessons from the Weather Underground, including Bill Ayers and his wife Bernadine Dorn. I mean, these are these are homegrown terrorists, but they're calling the parents homegrown terrorists, and they're locking away patriots. Uh, this might turn into something. It's I don't want to say it that way, but it may get worse, folks. Brian, it could get worse. Well, I think it will get worse. You know, I mean, listen, it, it, everything is at a fever pitch. You know what I mean in this country right now. You know, I but but I think the I think the majority of Americans um, are waking up. I think the majority of Americans love this nation, and I think a majority of Americans are willing to fight for this nation. So I just think that it, you know you Americans have to get to a point where they're where they're so uncomfortable with what's going on around them that they're willing to do something about it. And we're not there yet. We're not there yet. You know, CV, um, we might be getting there. Once we get there, the question is going to be, is this administration still going to be in power? And if they are, are they going to start putting everybody into re-education camps? It's very scary. It looks like we're heading down that in that direction. And there are like this, like 600 or more political prisoners in D.C. in some correctional facility. It, under such conditions, uh, Mar- Marjorie was c- describing, they have all have long hair and beards and not allowed to get haircuts because they don't want to get the vaccine. If they can't get the vaccine, they can't see a doctor. They can't get uh, they can't get a haircut. Oh and. My God. The, the food they're serving them is like has like pubic hair in it and and oh. tastes like cle- tastes like cleaning pro- products oh. they are being so abu- they're being so abused one one guy is his, his toilet bowl is overflowing they won't fix it he's living in in sewage uh one guy can't eat for hasn't eaten for uh, several days because he's uh he, he has celiac disease and he has a certain diet and they won't give it to him it's just it's horrible what's and and the, and the and the uh their wives and children are are living in squalor back at home because they can't pay the bills. Yeah, this is like a bad domino effect. I mean, you know, Brian, the the situation that CV's describing, um, you know, when we have when we have terrorists that we put away, we give them prayer rugs and we give them Qurans and we give them this, that, and the other. Yeah. These guys are being, you know, they have to sit there with a, a toilet that's overflowing with crap. They can't see a doctor. They're probably getting poisoned with their food. If CV's saying it tastes like cleaning products, I got to assume that they're probably putting, you know, Clorox or whatever in their food, spitting in their food, pubic hairs. This is unacceptable, man. No, it's unacceptable. I mean, let's face it. I mean, it's it's run by the D.C. police, the same corrupt D.C. police that are videoed on January 26th unloading a, 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 a wooden box or it looks like a pallet sort of thing with pipes. Everyone's seen the video. Yeah. And they're taking the pipes and they're passing it back. The police, the D.C. police. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it, listen, it, I, I, I hate to say it, but if these guys were in Gitmo, they'd probably be getting treated better because they'd be actually getting treated by, you know, by military and the Marines. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't, it, it's sad to say, but the D.C. police are 100 percent controlled and run by who? Nancy Pelosi. Well, when she was and she had the interview CV on War Room and Marjorie Taylor Greene did say that they were being treated better in Gitmo than these folks are being treated by the D.C. police. 
Yeah, she also said their own lawyers don't even like them. Their own lawyers hate the hate the Patriots that are in prison. They're not even getting good representation because most lawyers are liberal Democrats. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just like we gotta march. We gotta march on to... DC. That's what we gotta do. Just, just try to, you know, if anybody out there can try to look into this story and and say a prayer for these guys and gals, man. I mean, these are patriots. They don't deserve to be treated like this. Nobody deserves to be treated like this. You know, if if this was happened on the other foot, they'd be flipping out right now. And that punk that killed that woman, he was a dirtbag. I don't care what anybody says. Anytime a uh, liberal cheers for a cop, you know something's wrong. Something's up. All right, so, um, I don't know. Very, very frustrating. We're coming back with Tom DeWeese, guys. Stay here. Freedom on deck on 94.9 News Now. Stimulating. On deck 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talks. He's a president from the American Policy Center, Mr. Tom DeWeese. How are you, Tom? It's been a big, big week. The GOP had some good showings in this election. What do you think the uh, of the, the run in Virginia? And um, any surprises for you? Are you surprised that the GOP did well? Actually, I am. I mean, I really was, uh, as I was watching the returns come in, I was expecting to see that moment when uh, they shut down everything and said, oh, golly, we have a problem, and then we'll come back and we'll we'll see that uh, McCulloch got, you know, an extra 100,000 votes. And I think a whole lot of people were thinking that. Yeah. Uh, I was excited to learn, I did not know, that uh, the uh, Youngkin team really did focus on election integrity and, and had lawyers lined up, had other activists watching closely, and so we didn't see that uh, massive fraud take place. So I think that's a major lesson that the uh, Republicans across the country have, have got to do uh, to make sure if we can, get, I believe fully, if we can get uh, secure uh, ballot boxes and honest elections, that we can wipe these other guys out in one day on an election day. I agree uh, with you. And, you know, you know getting into uh, distancing from Trump, because you mentioned that before we started recording, you saw Something on Fox News. I heard one of the personalities on this station that was being interviewed on the morning show. He said the same thing. It's funny to me that they put that into uh, the craw when it comes to these wins. But we had um, we had a terrible economy. We had forced vaccinations. We have an open border. We have people with no work. We have people that won't work because they get more and they're laid off. All these horrible, horrible things that have come over in one year with Joe Biden. And they still want to throw it on on Trump, Tom. Everything you hear is Trump this, Trump that. And, you know, you're absolutely right. And he, all the policies, I mean, yeah, he had an abrasive personality. Maybe he shouldn't have texted so much or, or you know, uh, whatever he did. But uh, he was under siege from the day he was elected. Yeah. Uh, they started talking about impeaching him at that point and on inauguration day, everything else. And, 
you know, if you've got any kind of a strong personality and people are attacking you like that, you're not going to take it sitting down. And he didn't. And I think a lot of people needed to hear what he was saying. So, uh, but now we're seeing they, uh, I, I was just thrilled to see what happened to the real surprise in New Jersey. Yes. Uh, I joked with somebody earlier today that I don't know if anybody in New Jersey knew they had a Republican party. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's just like, and you know, it's like this in Long Island too. We do have areas where it's heavy Republican. Usually they're, you know, in the suburban areas and, and we actually had some good wins on Long Island too, but it is true what you're saying there. There is an effect and cause and effect because of, uh, Biden's first year that I think everybody felt. And I think that we got to keep that pressure on, Tom. Absolutely. This is the time. Do not sit back and say, oh, well, golly, okay, they, they won there. If we're going to have these victories across the country, which we have to have, people have to get involved locally, stay involved on the local level, building a permanent infrastructure of activism. This is one thing we have not done. We we don't do that. The other side has. Yes. And then when some new policy comes up, some new crazy thing comes up, we go, golly, what's that? Uh, anybody know about that? By the time we've gotten any kind of energy going behind it, it's already in place. But if we put together a permanent infrastructure, it's what I call building a freedom pod in your own community where you've got people who are already researching anything that comes along, who the players are, what the policies are. You've got people who are prepared to go to every single public meeting of of the local government. You have to be there to know what's going on and get some volunteers that sit down and watch uh, every single meeting, maybe record some things if they can. You'll know who the players are then, and you'll know what's coming up. You won't be surprised. Uh, Then you get what we call the agitators, the people who are the spokesmen for your movement, and they can coordinate their message and, and be heard. And folks who don't know how to do all these things can be bodies at city council meetings to lend support by if you get a hundred people there they're going to listen to you and this is what we mean by building a freedom pod have that permanent infrastructure in place all the time and not have to build it when something new comes up and you can stop this stuff before it ever gets any roots and your site is where all the details on a Freedom Pod is if our listeners want to go look. And it's also on freedomondeck.com, linked to your site. So it's the easiest thing to do, guys. You go there, you link to it, it brings you right to Tom. You can find out what a Freedom Pod is and how you get it, uh, you know, you get into this. And you got to help each other out. Because, Tom, with us and with the people that are very busy, they have families, they have kids, they have Little League, they have school, they have maybe homeschooling because they're getting their kids out of school so their kids aren't getting brainwashed. You have so many things to juggle, but we do have to make sure we make time because we can't lose this thing. Yeah, you know, here's the main thing that our side needs to understand. We believe in limited government. Why do we believe in limited government? Because we want to live our lives as we choose without a bunch of government rules and regulations and taxes and so forth guiding us. Yes, sir. But the problem is since we don't really like government, then we aren't there. We don't go to these meetings. And what do we get as a result of that? We get more government. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> And Tom, and Tom, we had a big, big rally in Connecticut, and one of our morning uh, Saturday guys, 
he was one of the speakers. It was for Marjorie Taylor Greene, and a lot of the GOPers in Connecticut didn't want to show up because they didn't agree with her message. And you know what? I've told everybody that attended or wanted to go or was talking about this kind of uh, back and forth. I said, don't worry about them. Don't even think about them. Go because it's your duty. Go because you believe in the message. Go because if you don't go, they win. Yeah, and if they win, then we are ruled by idiots. Yeah. Whose fault is that? The people who didn't show up. And uh, everybody clear back from the ancient Greeks understood that that concept of government. And uh, we've got to be there. So uh, this is the time. We have seen people rise up. Uh, this election is, is really a, a line in the sand. And, uh, and what you're seeing across the country, I find this very exciting. There is an air of, of activism, of, of, of anger, uh, and frustration of people. And, and, you know, we've been watching in the, uh, on television about these huge football stadiums where people are all chanting, you know, slogans against Joe Biden. Let's go, Brandon. And, and yeah, <laughs> and all the other things. Yeah, and, yeah all know, the others, too. It, it moved to baseball stadiums. It moved to golfing events, which are the quietest support, uh, sports there are, you know, in golf. But they're chanting these there. I even read the other day that in a food court in liberal New York, people were chanting these things. We got bumper stickers and hats and shirts and signs. What this all comes down to, these slogans against Joe Biden and his regime are the new Boston Tea Party. It's very much the same, uh, you know, kind of attitude and action that drove our founding fathers to drum, dump uh, British tea into the Boston Harbor. That's historic. That's an energy force that we need to win, and it's growing across the country. So these are exciting things that people are finally starting to wake up to what we've been talking about all these years. And a bit similar to uh, the Tea Party movement of 10 years back, did we get too complacent and too confident? What we want to get, do is get excited about running a president for you know, for office, and we get him elected, and then we say, oh, goody, we, we've got him in there now. He's going to solve everything. I saw the exact same thing happen with Ronald Reagan, and people, yes, get complacent and think they're going to take care of it. We have got to stop having one icon, one voice to be our voice, because what happens when they're gone? We are not prepared to move uh, forward, and that's why I'm talking about putting together a permanent infrastructure of uh, to build uh, these freedom pods so you're always ready no matter what happens. Tom DeWeese, the, the president of the American Policy Center, this is where I want everybody to go, to go, Tom. We only have a minute left, so tell everybody where the site is so they can get more active with you and with these freedom pods. Yeah, our, our website is AmericanPolicy.com. AmericanPolicy.org. We have a bunch of tools we've put together there. We have, we've put together a uh, handbook we call the Local Activist Handbook, and uh, it's a training handbook, and it's designed, it, it's full of, of what I'm talking about here and a whole bunch more. Uh, we've got other tools, of course, my books uh, that I've published uh, on these issues. Sustainable is, uh, is my main one. 
And uh, we've got an archive on the website that goes back 20 years of articles. It's a massive ar archive of issues. You can get all the background information you need to, uh, to understand this stuff. And, gu and guys, it's a great site. It's easy to navigate. It's right there at your fingertips. It's not hard. And um, everything right there. Tom wants you to have this information. He's going to help you out. And if you need to reach out to me or to Tom, I'll let you know how to do that. Tom, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Everybody, that was the one and only president of the American Policy Center, Mr. Tom DeWeese. We got a lot more show to go here on Freedom on Deck. Don't you dare go anywhere. Nine news now and stimulating talk make sure you go over to freedomondeck.com and check out everything we have to offer for you over there on your one-stop shop and of course we're so stoked to have brian bro back on the show it's been like little over two months he got that that uh yeah. that kick in his step now over there in new Hampshire, living free and um we're stoked to have you back here bry so um, i'm stoked to be back brother so listen this is a big one, and we've been talking about this a little bit uh, between me, you, and CV, and on the text messages. This is some crazy stuff right here. So um, the Army surgeon said that the mandated COVID vaccine gave numerous pilots cardiac problems so serious she had to ground them. She said, I believe the COVID vaccine is a greater threat to the soldier's health and military readiness than the virus itself, U.S. Army aerospace physician Lieutenant Colonel Teresa Long said on Tuesday. Long is a senior flight surgeon at the U.S. Army Flight School, Fort Rucker, Alabama, was addressing a roundtable discussion put together by Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin. She said she was speaking under federal military whistleblower protection. She recalled how I saw five patients in clinic, two of which presented with chest pain days to weeks after vaccination and were subsequently diagnosed with pericarditis, I can't pronounce this right now, pericarditis, sorry, and worked up to the rule of myrocondits and the third pilot had been vaccinated, felt like he was drunk. All right, so here we go. We got, we got these mandated vaccines, Brian, happening in our military and they're having a horrible effect on some of our uh, great people that are supposed to defend our freedoms and our country, and I'm sure I'm sure China's laughing all the way. This is this cannot happen, man. We've got really great people here suffering greatly, just like the great people that defend this country on our shores with our police, first responders, paramedics, and such that are getting laid off. Here the military is. They say to themselves, man, I've had a military career, 20 years, uh, 15 years, 10 years. Now they're going to either get sat down or they're going to get grounded because they don't want to get a vaccine. This is unacceptable. <clears throat> unacceptable. What, what's crazy is, is like, hello, where are the joint chiefs in the Pentagon? Where are their heads at, man? It's like, wait a second. Where are these vaccines coming from? 
You know what I mean? Like, and, and where did this virus come from? You guys can't see through, like, you know, it's kind of like you got to read between the lines, so to speak. Yeah. Like, you can't read between the lines and see that if you had an adversary that wanted to take down the United States, how would they do it? You know what I mean? Kill half the people and take out their military with a vaccine that, that causes myocarditis and 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 the other one that you mentioned before. You know what I mean? It, it's so stupid. I just don't understand how our military is that dumb. Well, and CV, I would say that obviously our military members aren't that dumb, but the leaders uh, are either that dumb or they're following rules because they were put in place to do such uh, disastrous things to our uh, to our uh, military. Not good. It's like, you know, it's like this vaccine is designed to separate the conservatives from the patriots. <laughs> And isolate them and remove them from the military or get them fired from their jobs, disappear us ultimately because we won't be able to afford food if we're not working anymore. And they're trying to force this vaccine down our throats, but we don't even know what's in these vaccines. It's, you know, these there are athletes who are dying on the field of their chosen sports. Like there's, there was two, two, uh, a brother and a sister of footballers died playing football. And they're, they're brothers and sisters. They're like 23 years old and 25 years old. And they and they died. And there was other people. A hockey player died recently. Um, and in, in Australia, the hospitals are getting all, all booked up and all filled with uh, a lot of patients who had taken the vaccines. And this is something that is creating more problems than it's solving. And then there was this other guy, um, this Nobel Prize winner, this Professor Montagnier, I can't say his name, who says that uh, the the vaccine is a horrible mistake. The history books will show that because it is the vaccination that is creating the variants. So this is all a mess. It's a, yeah, and it is. And Brian, last week we we covered a story that came out of the Senate and they were talking to um, some of the developers and some of the lead uh, under the attorney surgeon. And one of them said, well, it, it, this could be very dangerous for the children with these vaccines. But the only way we're going to find out is if we give it to them first and then see what happens. I mean, oh, is yeah. that like the most insane <laughs> thing you've ever heard? Yeah, well, it's kind of like you got to pass the bill before you see what's exactly. in the bill. Exactly. Right? <laughs> so that's you it. know what I mean? That's it's, it's right along those lines. You know, they think that everybody is stupid. That's the problem. You know, our government, is, they think everybody's stupid. You know, I, I was talking to a friend of mine, and, you know, and we were just kind of going on about how, you know, you got all these bureaucrats in Washington. It's like, you know, if we just simplified everything, you know, we have 50 governors. Each governor gets a vote on on national issues and get rid of the 550 plus bureaucrats in Washington. Do away with it. Done. You know, but you're not going to have change. You're going to they're going to they're going to push these vaccines. They're going to create these viruses. They are going to do everything they can to control and put you under their thumb. And they're not going to stop. They don't care if you have a heart attack, brain aneurysm, a stroke like my stepmother had any of those things. And I and I know for a fact she died because of that vaccine. 
That is, that's terrible. You know, um, Nicole's husband now, the mother of my children, a, a, a great guy. He was a medic at, uh, you know, Army. First, he's a first responder. Uh, I'm good friends with him, and he's a great conservative, and actually he's moving to New Hampshire, and that's why um, I'm thinking about that as well with Brian, but we'll talk about that another time. He got the, va- he got the vaccine, Brian, when it first really started to go around um, because him and Nicole are, are uh, paramedics, and uh, he ended up in the hospital for two weeks, um, and he wouldn't get the second round. He said, I'm not getting the second round. That's it. And we haven't been, we're not giving it to the kids. I know Nicole's not getting it. And they work in that field. And they, you know, these are people close to my heart that work in that field. And they're telling me, this ain't good. We're not doing it. No, and they got, they got, according to uh, Hochul over there on your side of the pond, uh, they got until January to uh, to roll the sleeve up for that second shot. Otherwise, they're going to be uh, dismissed. Yeah. Yeah, CV, this is really sickening. You know, uh, we we knew it was going to get to this point, to this head. But I think the American people are really not just waking up. They're awake. Like, there are people right now that maybe were for it in the beginning, and, and they aren't anymore. Yeah, they're starting to realize that, wait a minute, why why are governments around the world bolstering big pharma? Why are they trying to... Yep. Uh, dissuade people from taking uh, preventative med- uh, measures and rather uh, to get this vaccine that that's making big pharma even richer because big pharma is part of the government and the and the our federal government has been lusting over taking over the health industry for uh, forever and they almost did it with Barack Obama and that was a big fiasco but they're doing it by caveat and by pomp and circumstance with this with this supposed pandemic, which I don't even believe we're in a pandemic. We haven't been in a pandemic. We never were in a pandemic. The uh, the throw around of these this kind of terminology, guys, that's another worry as well. The Democrats, they love to throw big, big terms out there for the American people. And then they have their talking point that they beat you over the head again and again and again. Until finally somebody says, wait a second, everything that you're hollering and everything that you're covering on a wall-to-wall basis, 9 to 5, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, is absolutely wrong. And it's causing people great pain, agony, and it's causing death. And it's causing some of the the very best examples of what a patriot can be, somebody in the military or somebody that's a police officer or a paramedic or a first responder to be uh, ostracized and treated like dirt. And that's wrong. And we and we need to stand up for these folks. We do have Mike France on the line right now, guys. He's going to be running uh, against Joe Courtney, trying to win it back in uh, that congressional seat. We'll talk to Mike next. Don't go anywhere. This is Freedom on Death. Yeah, yeah. 
I don't wanna fall asleep, I don't wanna pass away I've been thinking of our future cause I'll never see those days I don't know why this has happened but I probably deserve it I Welcome back to Freedom on Deck on 94.9 News Now and stimulating talk WJJF and Fox News Radio On the line with us right now is the state rep of Connecticut's 42nd district. He's challenging Joe Courtney's congressional seat coming up in 2022. I'm talking about the one and the only Mr. Mike France. Mike, how are you, sir? Excellent. How are you doing, Chuck? I'm good. You know, so this was a big week, of course, with Wednesday's results. And um, there was some big impact coming out of uh, Virginia and New Jersey that was on the rise here. How do you think this is going to impact the election in 2022, Mike? I think it has a tremendous impact on it. It certainly gives indication of the dissatisfaction of the voters with the direction the country is headed, uh, certainly with the uh, policies that the Biden administration has uh, brought out, uh, the, sort of the issue of parents' involvement in their children's education, which was in one of the epicenter discussions in Virginia. Uh, and uh, the I think it also carried forward in New Jersey, a race that Less than a week ago was supposed to be an easy uh, you know, six to eight point win, and, and is still in question tonight. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're. I think you're right on the money with that. The, now, the National Republican Congressional Committee has expanded its list of House targets in 2022 midterms. What does this spell out for you? What does this spell out for the Republican Party in Connecticut? And could this be an advantage towards you with this uh, run against Mr. Joe Courtney? Absolutely. The, uh, the expanded and added the second congressional district in Connecticut to their list of targeted races. Great. Uh, it, is a, it is a sign of the uh, winnability of that race and their emphasis on uh, picking up that seat. Uh, it certainly is an indication of uh, the commitment for the National Republicans in uh, making, making the effort in this district to, uh, to take it back. Mike France on the line with us right now. A lot of people say Joe Courtney's a nice guy, and he is a nice guy. Uh, and a lot of people like to say that Joe Courtney is a moderate. But, Mike, we know that that's not true. His voting record doesn't speak to being a moderate, does it, Mike? It doesn't. And that is, you, know, you hit it right on the head, the two thing, biggest things that people talk about him. But the, you know, the, his opportunity to claim to be a moderate is gone with his voting record. When you have a 100% voting match with Nancy Pelosi and 94% with AOC, uh, that is not a moderate voting record by anybody's standards. And those are numbers that even surprise me as I look at them, but they certainly are an indication that uh, Joe Courtney is not a moderate and is not serving the uh, voters and the residents of Eastern Connecticut uh, with his voting record. Senator Chris Murphy said a big problem for the Democrat Party, as we saw it developed over on Wednesday night, was the fact that they weren't able to pass anything meaningful to their constituents. But I think that the the big problem with the Democrat Party is they're not listening to their constituents. They're too busy trying to label everybody and trying to push forward with an agenda that just doesn't translate to the American people. Mike, what do you think you're going to do with Courtney and with the Democrats as far as presenting this to the people and saying, look, this is what they did in a year. You're going to let them do that for another four years? Good luck. I mean, Mike, that could get bad. Oh, you're exactly right, Chet. It, it is certainly the wrong direction for this country, and we're seeing it. We're seeing in what's happened in you know, basically 10 months of a Biden administration uh, that with the silence of Joe Courtney 
that he is complicit in that uh, demise of our economy. We're seeing inflation like we haven't seen since the 70s. We're seeing that in the price of groceries and, uh, and fuel in our cars. They're predicting a significant increase in the cost of heating oil uh, for the winter. And so those are all indicators of the wrong direction for the country. And that is another indicator that we saw both in Virginia and New Jersey of the polling, exit polling, that you know, right track, wrong track is you know, we're heading the wrong direction. And that is the Biden administration. And Joe Courtney has his hands right, on, right, right in that. Right in that as well. And you guys have a big chance here. Um, I think in 2022, you could make a really great run here. And I think that you guys have made great runs. It just, you haven't been able to make that final run, you know, and and it's been close. Uh, Even if we go to the governor's race last time, and and we got close there too. What's going to be the the difference this time around? What are the Republicans going to do in Connecticut to make it work, Mike? I think the biggest thing we do is we, we talk directly to the voters about who we are and what, where we're headed, and then also reminding people of who the people are that they've elected. You know, certainly Joe Courtney is not a moderate, and that is what people believe, even some Republicans. I know. When I've had, had those conversations with them and I explained to them what his voting record, there, there are many of them that are surprised by that. And so that is really the, the challenge that's in front of me is to inform the voters of who the real Joe Courtney is and the fact that he no longer represents the values of the residents of Eastern Connecticut. And, you know, nationwide, I don't want to get too far into the muck with this with you, but it's really a radical agenda. As we've seen a push forward with this administration, when we don't hear from the president ever, uh, when we do hear from him, it's uh, nothing of value. They target American families right now. As far as the really, really leftist vision that we saw kind of come out of, uh, I'll say come out of left field in Virginia, where they were targeting parents concerned about critical race theory as terrorists, Mike. I mean, what do you, what do you think as an elected official when you see that kind of rhetoric coming from uh, the left? It is it is disappointing at best, and it is egregious at worst, because you start using the power of government uh, in in an unconstitutional way. You are labeling uh, parents as domestic parents who are really just going to their local boards of education to express their concerns about the education of their children. And when you turn around and have the Attorney General of the United States using his office inappropriately, frankly, to send the FBI out to investigate parents who are concerned about their children, that is a place I never thought I would see in our country. We are are seeing that across our country and the federal government's overreach. And what is stunning, frankly, to me on the rhetoric side coming out of it is the use of the word comply or compliance. We're hearing more and more our elected leaders at the federal level demanding compliance from free citizens. This is about freedom in our country and personal choice and the rights of the individual. That is the foundational part of our country. And what we have today are leaders at the federal level that are demanding compliance with government edict. And that is just not what our founding principles are of our country. Mike, whether it's your race in Connecticut, whether it's nationwide, I think it's important for the GOP to really uh, keep the foot on the neck or put, if you want to say, put the pedal to the metal, because um, 
we do have to challenge the Democrats for this radical agenda. Uh, you know, as you said, you never thought you would see this. I didn't either. I mean, to call a parent a domestic terrorist for wanting to know what their child is learning is just absolutely atrocious to me. And and this, uh, you know, Garland with with the critical race theory, they're the ones given the curriculum and his son-in-law has has a lot to be made here. It reminds me of what happened with Joe Biden in the presidential election. Are you guys going to put the gloves on or take the gloves off? I think we need to deal with the issues at hand. And I think that the uh, issues that you just raised are what's important and resonating with the people of this country. And what we're seeing is you know, the the Democrats who are running for office talking about things like, as you described, parents as domestic terrorists. That came out of uh, the attorney general and his letter. And actually, the, the origin of that was the National Association uh, of Educators who, who demanded of the attorney general to do that. Yep. And five days later, he did. And then you have you know Terry McAuliffe running for governor in Virginia, essentially saying the parents have no say in the education of their children and that it, that it is up to, to the educational professionals. And that is just counter to everything about our country. Parents are ultimately responsible for everything about their children. And that includes uh, knowing and approving of the education that their children are receiving. But you will challenge Joe Courtney on his record. Absolutely. Mike, listen, we'll get you back on. I love having you back on the show on Saturdays. Next time, we'll try to get you a little more on the 2020 run that you're having. I think you're going to do very well. Tell everybody where they go and check you out. Yeah, they go to my webpage is votemikefrance.com. Once again, votemikefrance.com. They can also find me on, on Facebook at Mike France for Congress. Thanks for the time, Mike. I appreciate it, Chad. Have a good day. You too. Everybody, that was the one and only Mike France. Listen, running, Joe Courtney, uh, moderate, not quite. Mike France, a real, real American, a great guy. Go out. Uh, you know, put some put some might behind Mike's run here. I think we're going to need it. And come back. we got a lot more show to go here on Freedom on Deck 94.9. News now and stimulating talk. Right through my fears. You dirty, rotten bastard. Always almost gone. You're almost gone. It turns me on. It turns me on. It turns me Stimulating talk. Chet Martin, Brian Bro, C.V. Burton. The boys are back in full effect, 100% FOD style on your Saturday from 1 to 3. The awesome Saturday slot, Brian. I mean, it's it's a big one. Everybody loves it. So more <laughs> more hate, more hate mail's been pouring in, mostly towards me, but that's all right. So listen, this is about Fauci, his infectious disease agency. In 2016, they knew about a, a grantee's violating of federal restrictions on dangerous virus research, and that agency, the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease, NIAID, if anybody wants to look it up, permitted the grantee to police its work. 
The latest on the NIAID appeared in reports from the Daily Caller and The Intercept. I'm reading this out of the New American Magazine. The NIAID email to the grantee Echo Health Alliance said experiments described in a grant trespassed the ban on funding gain-of-function research, the caller revealed. The research enhances viruses to make them more virulent. Experts believe the SARS-CoV-2 that infected the world and killed millions sprung from Wuhan's Institute of Virology. That's where scientists conducted the experiments. The Intercept revealed that the NIAID permitted EchoHealth to monitor its own worth and that the uh, virologist Richard Ibert said was akin to permitting students to grade themselves. So, Brian... Dr. Fauci right now, any of the work that they're doing when it comes to these uh, vaccines and anything that they're looking into and doing studies on, it's only being done by Fauci and his corrupt organization here, and nobody on the outside can look in. So who knows what the hell this sick Nazi's putting into our bodies right now? That's what he looks like and reminds me of. Well, I mean, yeah, exactly. You know, listen, you know, Fauci's going to go down in flames, and don't you think any different? This guy, this is this is war. I don't know if you if you guys out there in Radio Land realize this. It's war. It what we are dealing with is war. Just because there aren't shots being fired doesn't mean that you're not at war. And you know, and 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 what Fauci and and all of the politicians in Washington that are in on this whole thing, along with China and the CCP and Joe Biden and Hunter and all the all the 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 riffraff, if uh, if you will, that have um, perpetrated this on the people of the world, mm. the human race, mankind, mm. um, they're going to face uh, judgment someday. But with as far as Fauci, yeah, we all know because it's the evidence shows it. It does show it. And uh, CV, you know, it's amazing. We see all the bad that Fauci's doing. It's even coming to experiments that were exposed that he had been doing years ago and involving having sand fleas eat dogs to death and some really, really sick stuff there. And that's why I do call him the Nazi. He's been around for a long time. He's been a bad guy for a long time. The media puts him on a pedestal. He was new to me, but he's not new. He is a uh, he's an old hawk that's been poisoning the American people for a very long time. And he and one of the big things that he was uh, involved with was, and some people think maybe in a bad way, the the AIDS epidemic. So he he's not new. He's just an old character that's still evil. Fauci is a leaping gnome, skilled in talk salad, and he's for sale to anybody with the highest offer. And, the, you know, I hear a lot of questions about, you know, who, why did he finance this and that? But I never hear the question asked as to why are they creating deadly super viruses that are super contagious to human beings in the first place? And the question contains the answer. Deadly super viruses created to be super contagious to human beings is the very definition of bioweapon. Yeah. They are creating bioweapons to be used as bioweapons, plain and simple. And that is a direct violation of international law 
as well as 22 U.S. Code 5605. These are sanctions against the use of chemical and biological weapon. So the next question is, why are these scientists, researchers, and financiers, including Fauci himself, why are they not in jail right now? Oh, wait, because look at our... Look at look at our law enforcement agencies inside the government in jail. Who's going to put them to jail, Brian? I mean, we got the DOJ. You got the FBI. You any conf- any confidence in those folks? Uh, no, uh, CIA. Any of them? None of them. The NIH. Um, yeah, I don't ha- have any uh, any confidence in any of those agencies. That's why you know I just I, I think that it's got to get to a fever pitch to where. The people have to do something. You know, it's it's kind of like us versus the government, and I hate to say it that way, but when when your government becomes so corrupt, ask a Venezuelan if it's them versus their government. Ask them. Well, they're because that's where we're that's where we're heading. You you understand, folks? Like that's where we're heading. It's going to be us against them. And us is the American people, and them is the is the corrupt politicians. Yeah, and I, you know, I hear a lot of people saying, "Well, Joe Biden's been a bad president. He he's an idiot. He's sleeping on the job. He doesn't know what he's doing." This administration. Listen, let me tell you. First of all, he's not running the show. We all know that. Okay. No. So so just don't even. Don't it's even, Barry from Honolulu. It's Barry from Honolulu. It's bathhouse Barry all the way. And it's all the same uh, scoundrels that have funded him from the get-go. And that's exactly what you have here uh, coming out right now. This is not Biden's thing. This is He's the puppet that they put in front of everybody to say, look at the innocent old white dude that's uh, pushing for these radical, radical agendas that the American people don't want. But look, it's Joe Biden. Isn't he great? Uh, um, people are waking up to that. They know that he's not calling the shots. Uh, I think that's becoming clearer and clearer every day. And as the issues of uh, gas prices and food prices and and the economy keep swirling around, as CV said, they are poisoning the American people. They're killing us off. This is the great replacement. Don't forget, it was Joe Biden that used the uh, the terminology that was used by the communists, the great reset. And uh, CV, that's exactly what they're doing here. Yep, and this regime is like a Hollywood production. Even the Oval Office is a set, probably yeah. next to Biden's uh, hospital bed. And yeah. if this, you know, if this it's was a movie, true. it should be it's true. If, if this was a movie, it should be called Driving Mr. Biden, starring <laughs> starring Barack Hussein <laughs> Obama as the driver. Oh, I bet that you just now I'm now I'm sending a meme <laughs> out tonight. Mr. Hazy. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is why I miss Brian. <laughs> Driving Mr. Hazy. See, this is uh now that'll be out on freedomondeck.com. I guarantee you folks today. So if you want to check that one out, Brian Brian always comes with the goods, doesn't he? <laughs> Uh, it, it, it's so true, though. And, you know, Brian, it's I, I, thank God we can still have a laugh because it's scary. It's hard to laugh anymore with this stuff. Uh, you know, listen, I missed you guys, man. It's <laughs> I've been over here trying to trying to laugh 
Um, you know, don't think I haven't paid attention. You know, I mean, you know, it was big move for the family. Oh um, yeah, we did I, it. We, know. we did it because um, because of these things that are going on in our country. So, you know, it, it, um, yeah. but you know, laughing, you got to still laugh, and I think that's important to do. <laughs> you know, in the midst of all the chaos that's going on around us we got to stick together folks you know we have to stick together as americans um and i think that's the lesson that we need to learn from all this is to stick together form a plan have have a community plan even if it's on your just on your road with your 10 neighbors five to the left of you and five to the right of you just have a plan you know what i mean that you guys are going to stick together absolutely listen we're coming back with uh two more topics and end it for you there Right here on Freedom on Deck. Don't go anywhere. Peter's like a big another pick of brain, pussy pepper. Peter's like a big another pick of brain, pussy pepper. Why? Meeting John Dale, Junior Wing tonight, point a finger. Meeting John Dale, Junior Wing tonight, point a finger. Why? Now that I escape, sleep, walk away. Those who correlate know the world they kick. Jail bars ain't golden gates. Those who fake, they break. When they meet their 400 pound baby. Welcome back to FOD 94.9. News now and stimulating talk on our new Saturday, one to three. Hope you've been enjoying the show with the guests. Next week we got more great guests coming by. Uh, we always have the best of guests here on FOD. Lee Elsie was talking about this on Friday with one of his guests, and it, and it is disappointing to see, but it's not a surprise. I've been saying this for a very long time. When it comes to the Democrats, all their identity politics is takes a back seat. To their agenda. So her name is Winsome Sears. She's a Marine Corps veteran. And she pulled out a historic win on Tuesday, Brian, to become the first woman, the first woman of color to be elected Virginia's lieutenant government governor. I'm sorry, lieutenant governor and uh, members of the squad, a uh, diverse group of female Democrat lawmakers ignored Sears altogether when they praised women who won races on Election Day. Rep. Cortez, Talib, Corey Bush, Ilana Presley, and Ilan Omar put out various statements and posts on social media on liberal candidates from minority racial backgrounds who were elected, but not one of them mentioned Sears. Fox News reached out to the press secretaries and lawmakers requesting comment, but of course nobody made a comment back. It went without notice. And surprisingly, CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS also missed out on coverage for the first black woman to become lieutenant governor in Virginia. I mean, Brian, you know, first of all, she's a veteran. She's a a very smart woman. She's had a great career. She's a she's tough as nails. So right then, you, you know damn well that the Democrats are not going to pay attention to any of this, and they're not going to give her any credit. But um, I think it is important to talk about this because it just shows you that ideology drives that party. It doesn't matter who you are in the fabric of what you have done and who you can become. It matters on the agenda that you're pushing. And if she's not pushing that radical leftist agenda, she's no good. Well, I don't even I don't even think it was about the fact that she ran on the conservative Republican side of things. I think it was when she her acceptance speech, she started chanting USA yes. and everybody else started chanting USA. Yes. I watched her I watched her whole acceptance speech. It was absolutely amazing. I was so proud that she won 
that spot. You know, that is America. You know what I mean? She came yeah. from nothing to something. She rose up, uh, you know, through this country. She made something of herself. She she came from Jamaica and and became the lieutenant governor of Virginia. I mean, how what an amazing story. And, you know, to hear her story of her father and her talk about her father coming here with a dollar fifty in his pocket. Yeah. Dollar fifty in his pocket. Yeah. You know, flying flying into JFK uh New York airport. You know what I mean? Um an amazing story. A woman that has it, said it right in her acceptance speech that she was willing to die for this country because of what this country gave her. You know what I mean? That was why you didn't hear anything from the squad. Absolutely. And Brian is 100% right, CV. Here's somebody that had made made something out of, you know, coming up the right way, her father coming here and accepting and loving America and saying, I want to be a part of this. And that's another reason they hate her, because uh, her family's background is pro-American um, and not some something that wants to push through with a uh, a globalist sphere and look on everything. Yeah. Well, at the risk of sounding like a broken record, I always say that the Democrats know they cannot sell communism. The people don't want communism. It doesn't sell. So what they do is they get into this identity politics, which is all about divide and conquer. And they, they, they say that white people, are, all white people are racist. And there's this uh, uh, a racist country and we have to change everything. And But on our side, we don't look at what people their outward appearances, what what tone of skin color they have. We look at how they think. And this this woman here, she's like she says, when I joined the Marine Corps, I was still a Jamaican, but this country had done so much for me. I was willing to die for this country. And that the way she thinks, that's why we love her. It has nothing to do with what she looks like. Absolutely. That's that's a hundred percent nail on the head unfortunately the folks on the left will hear you say that hear me and brian say the same thing and they'll say well they sound really nice but you know deep down they don't like her and they don't like her and that's why we don't like her because she's standing inside on the side of these racists it's it's pathetic (laughs) you know the american people we don't care what they say they're full of crap we know it exactly The, the the american people know what they're up to and um, it's not selling because they are pushing communism, Brian. <laughs> they are pushing communism. They're pushing globalism. That's what they're really pushing. They're pushing that they want their one world totalitarian government and they will have it. At any cost to them, they don't care. They'll even sacrifice their own, and we've even watched in the in in the in, in the last few months them sacrifice their own with Cuomo and all these others. They don't care. They want totalitarian control of the globe of the world. They want all of us. They look at us as sheep, as cattle, and they want yeah. that control. They lead us to the cattle that leads us to the trough of their uh, deceitful ways and their disgusting, disgusting barbarism. CV, these people are nothing more than demons that are combing the earth and trying to take out everything good. 
Yeah. Uh, we want separation of sex and state. We want them out of our schools. We want them to stop uh, preaching identity politics and trying to divide, trying to teach our kids how to hate their fellow students because they have lighter skin tone than, than others and whatever. They're just, they're, they're all about appearances and all their, all their enemies, all their imminent threats are invisible. Global warming, racism, the scaredemic. They just make up things because they don't want to tell the truth that what they really want is total control of every aspect of our lives. You know, I also wanted just to make a little uh, comment. John LeBoutlier, who is on the station every Wednesday with Lee, had made a comment. Well, yeah, we can't say that, though. But, yeah, um, <laughs> he is. So he makes this comment when he's being interviewed. And, of course, um, you know, it was it was a, a an underhanded shot at Trump and his supporters. And it was, oh, these big wins happened because Trump wasn't involved. Let me just explain something to John ah, LeBoutlier or any of the other uh, fakes out there that pretend that they're conservatives and pretend that, that they have the interests of the American people. If you can sit there and say that this has anything to do, first of all, a lot of these big wins, like this woman right here, this lieutenant governor in Virginia, she's a Trump supporter, Mr. LeBoutlier, okay? So you're dead wrong on that. Second of all, for him to make a comment like that and not bring up the fact that Joe Biden is destroying the country with the economy, with what he's doing with forced vaccination. And I know it's not Joe, it's Obama, but this is what they're doing. The forced vaccinations, open borders, giving money to illegals separated from their families only under Trump. Uh, they're, they're now housing Afghan refugees before our homeless veterans. All these, un and I could go down the line, Everything that they're doing to undercut the American people. And if you're still going to come out and you're still going to bash Trump, you are missing everything. And people know that. It was a stupid thing to say. And I was glad when Stephen Bucci came on and Lee and him started to talk about it. And Stephen Bucci said that John LeBoutier, he didn't know that it was him, but said that he was completely wrong because he was. These are the people. And listen. If you think we're going to take this country back without Donald J. Trump, you are dead wrong. That is not going to happen. We have to be able to be united behind who the people want. Why did they cheat to get that man out of office? Because China didn't like him, because the DNC didn't like him, and because he was changing all the fraud that happened in Washington. We still have barbed wire wrapping around Washington, D.C. So I don't want to hear John LeBoutlier tra trashing my president. So that's all I have to say about that. I'm sorry. It, it's been weighing on me. I didn't want to do it on Lee's show. I'm saying it for myself. That guy's an idiot. Everything that he says is dead wrong. And anybody out there that listens to that guy and thinks he's right is severely mentally deranged. It, uh, all right, guys. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> and I'm not sorry. And I'm going to come back. We're coming back. We're going to wrap it up with the uh, last segment of the day organizer of the tiki hate hoax claims it wasn't meant to fool anyone this is more uh planned stupidity out of the democrats don't go anywhere 94.9 news now
94. And I'm sorry, I, I blew a gasket. I just, that Labuvia, I, I just can't stand it. It's, it's a great show. Brian's back. We had great guests. I, that was just like, you know, it, it was on me. And, you know, Lee and Steve took care of him, but I had to take care of him in my own way. I wasn't, I wasn't able to do it over the week. So, anyway, we're getting into this. They always have to fake these. Uh, hit, f- the Democrats, as much as, I mean, we're racist and we hate everyone and we're always out there, you know, causing uh, the hate crimes and, and all that kind of stuff. But for some reason, they keep having to fake these things. I, I don't know why they have to do that unless they're trying to prove something that doesn't exactly exist. But, you know, that's usual for them. As CV says, all their big boogeymen are all invisible, just like the uh, the pandemic and just like uh, racism global in the... Warming. Uh, yeah, the global warming, the uh, climate change... All right, so if you guys saw this, the people behind a tiki hate hoax in Virginia last week are now claiming the stunt was always intended to be just that, an obvious stunt. The Intercept reported yesterday that organizer Lauren Windsor gave reporters direct access to her email account so they could verify that the plan as written was to march out with tiki torches and then admit to everybody who asked, that they were there with the Lincoln Project. The operatives were instructed to reveal in the reporter who asked that they were there on behalf of the Lincoln Project. The problem for the actors, nobody in the media approached them. They were likely scared off by the drizzle, said Pete Callahan, another Democrat operative. Windsor made clear in an email Sunday evening that the plan was to be transparent about who they were working for. Only question to be answered are, who are they with? Where are they here? The Lincoln Project, and why are you here? We're here to remind Virginians what an endorsement from Donald Trump really means. That was the plan, but of course it didn't play out that way. What actually happened is the Tiki hoaxers were noticed by local news reporters who posted an image on Twitter that McAulfey's social media guy, Charlie Olaf, amplified that, and finally Democratic operative, Adam Park Hamaneko, however, okay, uh, boasted to Olaf very quickly a hoax was born and spread rapidly on the left, even as people on the right were calling it BS. Uh, so, Brian, they went out to make this ridiculous, and you can see there's a picture of me and anybody that wants to look at this story. It's right in hot air. Um, it, they, look, they look stupid. First of all, you can tell that these are like Antifa guys trying to dress like uh, extreme right wingers with the khakis and the hats and all that. But, um, you know, of course, nobody paid attention to this group of guys, but their intent was to create another situation, making uh, anybody out there voting on the right look like a a Nazi. That, That was the intent. And they go out and they dress in the in, in the nines, and they won't admit that that's what they were trying to do. <laughs> well, obviously, obviously, that's what they were trying to do. And you know, it, you know, it's it's funny how they report it because you know the reporters were in on it. It's okay. like CNN. It's like CNN. You know, reporting on a flood. You know what I mean? Like, right. <laughs> you know, Anderson Cooper's like sitting, sitting Indian style in the water so that yeah. it looks waist high, but it's really only about four inches deep. Yeah. You know, it, it's just it, it, it's it's ridiculous. I'm, 
I, I am I really haven't watched a lot of the news because of things like this. I mean, it just really has turned me off. I get uh, I get a lot of my information from other sources, and it's not the local news. No, and CV uh, Brian's right. You know, the news they they promote these fake stories, and it always ends up like that. If we go through down the wander list, Jussie Smollett. You can go to the uh, yeah. the Klansmen that showed up at a Republican rally. They forgot to wear their gloves. You can see their hands were black. You got this one. You got the Muslim on the train station. We found out she was lying about being attacked. It's always fake, and it you know it makes it look like there's actually not a big problem here because there isn't. Yeah, remember that NASCAR thing with the uh, the noose? The noose. But it was just happened to be yeah, a, Frank, a, a Frank rope still that believes they used in that. to yeah. pull the garage door down. Yeah. Yeah, because there's no real racism to speak of, so they have to fabricate it. It's like microaggressions. There's 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 so little evidence of racism that they have to assume there is racism in a perfectly fine language, you know, and that's what they teach in college. It's, you know, it's something to get aggra- uh, outraged about, something to divide the public with, and that that email that they released that cover your ass email yes which says only ian is the is the spokesperson only he can answer questions Mm -hmm. and the press are only allowed to ask who are you with and why are you here but of course the press like brian said is not going to ask those questions they're in on it right so uh, it's it's such a joke it's so funny it is a joke and there is racism in this country and it's coming from the other side that's exactly. Where, that's where it's coming. You know, there's just a story, Brian. Uh, I think it was yesterday, actually. Uh, there was another Asian that was beat up in Queens by a young black man. This is, I mean, and this is a weekly thing. And they don't come forward and say, we have a, we have an issue here going on with young black men attacking Asians. And they are, though. This is, this no. is not happening. You know, this isn't something that rarely happens. This is happening on a weekly basis. Oh yeah, and, and you is. know, it, let, let's let's keep in mind who started the KKK. I mean, it, I mean, you, you know, yeah. they they forget the their own history. You know what I mean? Like they forget their own history, who they are. We all know who they are. It's just that they are po- pretending as though that they can hide from their past and teach this new generation that there's something different. But guess what? Uh, a leopard always shows its spots man like you can't you can't get rid of those spots it could roll in the mud all it wants but guess what when the rain comes those spots are going to shine and every time cv as brian said that you know with with what they started with the kkk what they started with uh echo global uh, terrorism and and the these horrible movements that they have on the left right it's always about division it's always about division for the Democrats, no matter what. And the reason they use race to do that is because they were taught by the Leninists and the Marxists. That's how you do it. Yeah, it was Here's the formation of the United. Yeah, it's the formation of the United States of America that ended slavery. Slavery was a British institution, mm-hmm. and m- most of our most of the thirteen colonies weren't even involved in it. It was just a, like a. a two or three southern states that that mostly used slaves and then thanks to the you know civil war 
so many Republicans fought to end it and lost their lives, and the Democrats in the South fought to defend slavery. So they want to erase history. They want to rewrite history just like uh, Orwell's 1984. And uh, they're not going to get away with it. No, they're not. Brian, I'm happy to have you back here, man. I was missing you, man. And I'm glad I see you up there, and it looks so beautiful. Me and CB are jealous, but we're glad you're back here. New Hampshire doesn't matter. Freedom on Deck is still rolling. Yeah. Hey, man, listen. Freedom on Deck is always going to roll no matter where you are, I am, CV. Um, You know, we are Freedom on Deck. The listeners are Freedom on Deck. And, you know, it's about the movement. You know what I'm saying? It's about waking people up. It's about getting people and Americans on the same page. It's about us uniting the country, not dividing the country. It's the opposite of what the Democrats represent. Absolutely. Yep. We got a lot of big things coming up too, CV. We're gonna probably get some things going up on that site. The new, uh, the new logo and some other stuff is on the way. It's gonna be a big year yep. for us. Yep, and very excited that we're on Saturdays. I think it's a good move. Huge. So we got a little bit of a wider audience. Huge. And uh, and I'm I'm proud to be with my brothers in solidarity, Chet uh- Martin and Brian Bro. Absolutely. So everybody, we're all back. This is 100% FOD. Myself, Brian, CV, we're not going to take any prisoners. We're going to kick ass for you right here Saturday, every every Saturday from 1 to 3. We appreciate all the great guests as always, especially uh, Mike France coming by. He's got a big, big win coming in 2022, and that's going to be a big one. And we're going to be behind him. We're behind you at all times. Next week, another big show, more great guests, same freedom time, same freedom station, and this has been Freedom on Death.